You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. It is Thursday, May 13th. Appreciate you joining me today. We're going to talk about um, just kind of an interesting Big 12 trend that was pointed out by Dave Aranda in this first segment. And we'll sort of continue the conversation in segment two. And in segment three, we'll update you on some news and notes. But um, Dave Aranda, which I know, Baylor coach, the enemy, um, he did an interview with 247 Sports. And he was asked about something that I've actually been thinking about a lot over the past few years. You know, for a long time, um, the the knock on the Big 12 was that the league could never win because they didn't play defense. They played basically this basketball and grass style, spreading people out, scoring all these points, and the defenses weren't good enough. Now, I do think the level of athlete between the SEC and the Big 12 um, is different. And I believe especially up front. I, I think offense and defensive line, the Big 12 is just simply not as good up front as some of the other Power Five conferences, and and that has held them back. But, I mean, we've seen the SEC completely bite off the Big 12 style as far as offense goes and move to more tempo, move to more air raid passing concepts and thrive with the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and the running backs that they have. So the idea that the Big 12 wasn't going to win because – they didn't focus enough on defense. I don't know if that was completely true. I think it was a false narrative. I feel like it's also worth noting that, I mean, part of the reason those defenses struggled is because those offenses were really, really good. But anyway, for a long time, that was what people thought of when they thought of the Big 12. And I think a lot of people who don't watch the league still think that. But, you know, over the past few years, there's really been an influx of defensive coaches in the league. I mean, Chris Kleiman from North Dakota, he ran more of a pro-style offense there. They play good defense at North Dakota State. Um, Neil Brown coming over from Troy. Again, his identity, physicality, toughness. Matt Wells at Utah State, sort of in that mold. And Matt Rule at Baylor, I mean, that's who he was. Then he left. Dave Miranda came in. He was the defense coordinator at LSU. So you're seeing across the league – more coaches with defensive backgrounds. Matt Campbell at Iowa State, who uh, was a Mountain Union guy and then kind of bounced around the Division One ranks a little bit. But you're seeing coaches who are putting more of an emphasis on being tough, being physical, playing good defense, running the football. And Dave Miranda pointed this out in an interview. He was asked, like, hey, the Big 12 has this identity as a pass-happy league. You know, what have you seen so far? And he gave a long answer, so I'll try to hit some highlights. But he said, I see the Big 12 offensively being more 12 personnel, meaning one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. And I think with the hire of Kansas, uh, Lance LaPole just took the job at Kansas, came up from Buffalo, probably even more so. I see wide zone being a staple offensively, um, more three- and four-man surfaces being a staple offensively, max protection, two- and three-man routes, traditional sets, a Big Ten approach infiltrating the league. Defensively, the amounts of stunts and pressures and variety of fronts, the amount of pressures, whether it's interior plugs or outside edge pressure, I think it's more than any other league. 
You look at Iowa State's three-man fronts, the variety of their linebacker and nickel pressures. You look at four-down fronts, Kansas State, Oklahoma, TCU, and the amount of twists that you see and stunts is much more than you're used to seeing. Then you look at the safeties that are involved in stopping the core of the run. You look at Oklahoma State, TCU, West Virginia, and their linebacker plugs and safety involvement. It's very aggressive. It's a multiple attacking defensive league now. So, a lot to unpack there. First of all, um, I get what he's saying with the Big Ten style as far as more of an emphasis on max protection, two- and three-man routes, meaning you're just sending a couple wide receivers out on a play, and you're hoping to block it up for your quarterback, give him time, and allow those receivers to get open. That being said, I mean, when I think of the Big Ten, the first thing I think of is big Midwest offensive linemen. And they've spread things out, too. I mean, Ohio State, you know, they're running out of shotgun probably 85% of the time. Michigan's moved to that, not so successfully. But you still have teams like Wisconsin, Iowa, and I I think even Ohio State, like they're very uh, based in the run game. And then using that to allow their quarterbacks and skill guys to make plays. So... I don't totally agree that the Big 12 has the personnel to adopt that style. But, I mean, I I think he's definitely right as far as you're seeing less just wide open formations, wide splits. Let's get out here and throw the ball around 40 times a game. And, obviously, TCU, um, you know, last year on offense, they really – became a team that was trying to run downhill on you most of the time. And I feel like if you hear that, and he went on to talk about the defenses and the multiple fronts, you know, Gary's obviously around that four-two-five kind of hybrid scheme for a long time. Iowa State has popularized the three-man front, and I know a couple schools copycatted that. I, Baylor was running a lot of three-man front last year or two years ago under Matt Rule. I'm not sure. I I think Aranda, it's a little more um, varied because he likes to – he has guys that play sort of hybrid positions like linebacker, outside, uh, rush in, that kind of thing. Anyway, what I want to tackle in this next segment, when you hear that, you would think – well, this should be a big advantage for TCU because for a long time they've been trying to play this way as far as defense being a priority, offense, you know, just trying to be efficient and not make mistakes. But I'll I'll share why I don't completely agree with that next. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is uh, a great website and it's a great place to get auto parts. If you're someone like me who doesn't know much about vehicles, Rock Auto is the perfect place to go. It lets you compare manufacturers. It gives you peace of mind that you're finding the exact part that you need for your car. But even if you're somebody who likes to do things yourself or if you're a mechanic that's listening to the show, Rock Auto can be a good resource as well. Again, that uh, ability to compare and contrast, look at different um, manufacturers, prices. With all the makes and models now that are out there, Rock Auto makes it as simple as possible 
to get exactly what you need, and their prices are reliable. They're not going to cheat you. They're low. It's a good, good place to get auto parts. Um, they have a how'd you hear about us section in a little drop-down box. Click on that and make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you rockauto.com. All right, back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. And in that first segment, we're kind of breaking down um, this idea, and this comes from an interview that Dave Aranda did, that the Big 12 is moving more towards a Big Ten style, defensive heavy, um, a lot of kind of jumbo sets, more offensive linemen, more tight ends, less guys split out wide. And I was saying that you would think that could benefit TCU because they've always been a team under Gary Patterson that's been defensive-minded. And last season especially, you saw this team really start to uh, focus and hone in on we're going to be a downhill running team. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the exact priority in 2021, uh, but that was what they were doing for a lot of the year. Here's here's uh, why I'm not sure that's entirely a great strategy. Yes, the Big 12 has more defensive-minded coaches now than they've had in a long time, and I do think the league is moving towards a, a more conservative offensive approach or at least maybe a more efficient offensive approach, whereas for a few years there, it was all about tempo, and we're going to get as many snaps as possible and try to really attack on every play and make sure defenses are always in, you know, vanilla coverages, won't be able to adjust, won't be able to um, make adjustments to the line. And things have slowed down a little bit in that regard. However, if you look at the team that's won the league year after year lately, the Oklahoma Sooners, now they have they've definitely bought into defense more. I mean, they hired Alex Grinch. That defense has gotten better. They rushed the passer pretty well. They forced turnovers. But the identity of that team is still Lincoln Riley and his very creative offensive mind. And, I mean, they're not necessarily an air raid team. They can run the football on you. And I think the best thing that OU's done over the years is they've had really good O-lines. I mean, up front, they're just very... Solid, and they can block in the run game, but also allow these talented quarterbacks to sit back there and make plays. I, I still think you have to have a dynamic offense to win big games in this league, because I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is the year. And actually, a couple of years ago, up in Norman, after a really rough start. TCU did a nice job on Jalen Hurts in that offense. They forced some turnovers. They got some stops on third down, fourth down. And they gave their offense a chance, had a, a big pick six. They were in that game going into the fourth quarter. Last year, they just got destroyed in Fort Worth. And 
I just I don't see how you can beat OU without scoring 30 plus points. Even if your defense is really good. And I I think over the past few years TCU's had some really good defenses. You know that team that lost to OU twice and that was a really good OU team. I believe that was the year they took Georgia to the wire in the college football playoff. Baker Mayfield, I mean he was a monster. But that year they lost to Oklahoma twice. That was a really really good TCU defense. I mean, they were the strength of that team. And Kenny Hill and John DeArce, uh, Darius Anderson, I mean, that offense, they weren't great, but they were good enough. And they could score. I mean, they could score points. But there were games that they won that year just on the strength of their defense. You know, Texas Tech, when Sean Robinson had to make a start, they went to Lubbock and they basically just suffocated that tech defense that tech offense and won the game. But if you're going to beat Oklahoma, if you're going to beat Iowa State, if you're going to continue to beat Texas, who just hired an offensive-minded coach in Steve Sarkeesian, you have to have a dynamic offense. Now, does it have to be an offense that's throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game? Not necessarily. But if you're going to run the football and that's going to be your identity – then you have to make plays in the passing game off that and be efficient and have a a threat down the field. So, while I agree that the league is moving towards a slower pace, uh, some offensive sets that are more run-heavy, coaches in the league that emphasize, like, we're going to play good fundamental defense, and then behind that we'll uh, we'll get after people on, on the offensive side of the ball as well. I still believe that the key for this TCU team, if they're going to make a leap and be a contender again, you, you have to have a dynamic offense. I mean, you just do. And the best teams that they've had over the years – have been dynamic on offense. I just, I, I can't, you, you might win one or two games this way. I mean, you might win a 15 to 12 game once a year or a 13 to 6 game once or twice a year. But you're not going to do it consistently and you're not going to beat good teams consistently doing it. So, Yes, I do think the identity of the league is changing, but you you have to find a way to make this offense more dynamic and get it to a level where it's humming if you're going to challenge the upper echelon of the conference and then be a contender at a national level. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Um, they cover everything, NBA, MLB. When college football and the NFL rolls back around, they'll be all over it. They will. Uh, you know, they'll they'll have everything you need to know. Prop bets. They've got injury news on betonline.ag. You're never going to feel left out or like you don't know what's going on. You can be confident in your bets if you go to betonline.ag. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, he runs it. 
and he does a fantastic job. And again, it's just a good like sports site. It's a good one-stop shop for sports news. So get there, be around, betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% sign-up bonus. Okay, uh, final segment here on Locked On Horn Frogs. Just a few baseball notes. Uh, Jim Sloshnagel, he's speaking tonight with John Denton. They do, uh, I think it's every other week, a radio show. That's at 6 o'clock. You can find it on KTCU. You can stream it. on. Uh, there's an app called TCU Mobile, and you can listen to KTCU Live. Unfortunately, you can't get conference baseball games that way, but you can get that radio show. So if you want to listen to Coach Slosh, talk about uh, that Texas series and then moving forward to Louisiana Monroe this weekend, then tune into that at 6 o'clock. They go from 6 to 7. Um, Frogs getting ready for that Louisiana Monroe series, non-conference series, before they close out the regular season against Kansas State. And I saw Baseball America has them as the number two overall national seed in their projections, which seems a little high to me. I don't think that's going to be the case, but the case they made for it was basically they still think TCU has a good chance to win the Big 12 outright. Um, and then depending on what they do in the Big 12 tournament, they'll have a, a really good resume that would give them a high seed. So we'll see. Uh, host sites will be announced tomorrow morning. So, you know, we'll, we'll have a good idea of Fort Worth should be on the list, but we'll know for sure tomorrow morning. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs today, your daily CCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox. I'll talk to you Friday. Have a good day, everybody.